Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Movies, the podcast where we do occasionally talk about film. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I'm another host, Liam. And we're actually back on talking about films this time around. Which yes, is... to our brief, brief array into film adjacent yes. media. We're back on, uh, I haven't got a smart term for this, just film, I guess. Film adjacent adjacent. Adjacent to film adjacent, yeah. <laughs> just the film. Um, so again, it's up there in the podcast title, so everyone knows it, but it's coming to America, which is which is fine when you write it down, but if you're talking about it, nobody knows which one you're on about. You gotta really emphasize the two. Yeah. It's the number two. It's like and, too and, fast, too furious. <laughs> I think I think I made a joke about that. It's, to coming to America. <laughs> I've got that written down, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, mate. Stole your thunder. I'm trying. I'll edit that, I'll edit that bit out. Perfect. Um, well, I'm drinking today a vocation by Manchester Marble Brewery, Hop, Skip and Juice Hazy Pale Ale. Oh, shit. I just poured it down myself. Uh, it is a tropical pale ale with heavy doses of citrusy Simcoe to get lips hopping, a delicate drop of Citra BBC to start mouth skipping, and enough juice all around to leave you jumping through the soft bitter finish. Just test it. I love your commitment to the drinking, even though it's like middle of the day Saturday. <laughs> well, this is Saturday. It is a Saturday. What else are you going to do? We're still in lockdown. Exactly. Uh, first off, I, I don't know if I think you did as well, but I rewatched the original because it's been like forever since I'd seen it. Yeah, so I've seen it in at least a decade. Yeah, so I decided to go back and watch that first. Um, man, that film's good, isn't it? Mm. I really like the original coming to America. It holds up. Yeah, like, it, it really does better than you'd think. Hmm. It's an, it is it is a classic film, and like everyone's good in it. All the actors are good. Like the characters are, are memorable. And yeah, it's watching back. There's like bits that obviously that you remember. Like I always remembered the the mop scene. Yeah. In uh, McDowell's, and uh, but I always forget that it's Samuel L. Jackson that's the thief. Yeah, that's one of the things I had down. So, like Samuel L. Jackson's the thief in like a very early Samuel L. Jackson role. Cuba Gooding Jr. is getting his haircut. Cuba Gooding Jr. is the guy who doesn't say anything. He's just he's just a kid yeah. getting his haircut. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's like I think is like sorry, his role is like kid getting haircut. Yeah, well, I swear he looks like. 20 odd. <laughs> like, <laughs> he looks like Cooper Gooden Jr., doesn't he? Very well. Yeah. And then, like, the landlord is uh, Space and Love, I think it is, who mm. then goes on to be on, like, everything else. And that's not including, you know, they're just almost like people starting out their career. It's like everybody that was involved went on to do better, bigger things. Yeah. You cannot sort of understand, like, getting James Earl Jones in and people like that because he'd been Darth Vader before he was already... He had that pedigree. He would then go on to become a faster later on, but he, he was already a big name. But yeah, like I say, it was even some of the, the lesser characters and it would still go on to become household names. I thought that was really, obviously, they did, I, don't, I don't want to give them too much credit on doing that, but it was something that hold, makes it hold up really well as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I always, I guess it's called nostalgia, but it just reminded me of like, watching it when I was a kid and like the, the funny bits are still funny. Yeah, definitely. And the things that you might not be able to get away with now, but you might try anyway, because Eddie Murphy does what he wants, apparently. I mean, for a 
1980s Eddie Murphy thing. I don't think it was that bad. Like, no, that's go true. back and watch like some of his stand up, like Raw and Delirious. Just watch Raw, which I fucking, I used to love Eddie Murphy. Like, he was a funny guy. And then he just kind of got too family orientated with his Meet the Clumps or whatever. And his, his stock kind of dropped. But he was, he was like a, one of the biggest stars back in the day. Yeah, from like his, he did SNL, didn't he, and stuff. Um, but I, I, I did rewatch, or well, started to rewatch. I think it was Delirious because the one that she's on Netflix at the minute with uh, with Shell recently, and we got about a quarter of an hour in, and we we're like, this is, it's a bit, because <laughs> I don't, you can't make these jokes anymore, and I don't think I can sit here and watch it anymore. <laughs> I, I remember really liking them, but yeah, it was a bit much. Who was the dad in it? John Amos is the dad, the That's owner the of McDowell's. Um, yeah. Lisa was Shari Headley, mm. who also did. She did a lot of TV stuff as well, but she's also gone on to have quite a big career. Louis Anderson. Was Louis Anderson big at that time? Because he, like, he looks young in it. I guess he must have been quite young. I, I think it's definitely like pre most of his game show slash TV stuff that he went on to do. Hmm. I don't know what else he'd done before that. He'd done Ferris Bueller's before that, but a small role, but he, he was in it. Yeah, good cast. Definitely, yeah. That was the other thing I was going to mention, is uh, you mentioned before about how uh, Eddie Murphy kind of dips into that Nutty Professor slash Dr. Doolittle family-orientated role that he kind of... And, like, when I think of those films, I think of... The clumps, like is is where he and uh, is it Norbit where he plays like yeah. four or five different characters, and I always think, oh, those films are not that good, and I kind mm. of always associate those things together. Whereas in this, you know, he, he does the uh, the guys in the barbershop, which is always going to be my favourite bit of that film, I think. Yeah, and uh, he does, <laughs> and he does uh, the soul singer from Sexual Chocolate, yeah, which I absolutely loved as well, <laughs> Randy Watson. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just think, oh, well, it really works great in this film. Hmm. I think maybe we've got this film to blame for those later roles. I can do this all myself. Yeah, okay, I can just I'm do this fl- every single film I'm in, and it's just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Please don't, though. But that's not the film we're actually reviewing. No. We are reviewing the sequel. Which is also called Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, confusingly for a podcast. Do you want to... I've got a, a synopsis that I wrote up. Okay. What do you think the story was? Yeah, Eddie Murphy is still a prince, but his dad's on death's door. The problem, he doesn't have a male heir, and a bad general is breathing down his neck to give his son to get married to Eddie Murphy's daughter. But apparently Eddie Murphy signed a bastard back in the day. So he's got to try and convince him to be king. I feel like we should say it's the, the prince that sired a bastard. Yes. Yeah, so... Albeit, you know, maybe if you asked Mel B, she would also say that. <laughs> this, I've got a note for that later yeah. on. I'll get okay. to it. Because is Eddie Murphy a bad dude now? Like Nobody thinks I, of him as a bad dude. He's definitely not, like, cancelled, is he? No, well, he's, he's having a, a bit of a renaissance with, like, Dolomite and now this and stuff. Yeah. Which I've not seen Dolomite, but I've heard it's amazing. I've heard it's very good. And isn't it by the same director of, who made this? Oh, is it? I'm sure I've seen that. Uh, Craig Brewer, who directed this. I'm, yeah, he also directed Dolomite. 
And I'm thinking maybe Dolomite is like the exception hmm. without getting into my thoughts. But, uh, but yeah, I, I looked at this because obviously this film is very much about Prince Akeem, who has now got, you know, he's got three kids with his wife, but he's also got this child from out of wedlock. And I looked it up. I was like, it's like, I don't really know that much about Eddie Murphy other than he did have that one thing with Mel B. And I looked it up and he's got 10 kids. What? Through like four or five different relationships slash marriages. Oh, shit. Ten, 10 kids. Well done, Eddie that's, Murphy. That's good going. Eddie Murphy's got like a football team. <laughs> Just missing a goalie. Well, he can be the goalie. I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming they're all smaller than him because they're kids, so he, he's got to go in there. Even he's though probably one of them's like our age now. Easily. Also, so this is set 30 years after the original. Yep. So it's set a couple of years ago now. Because it's set supposedly yeah. in 2008. Okay, so 18. Uh, eight. Yeah, sorry. So Eddie Murphy's 51, apparently. Okay. I, I kept trying to think to myself, like, does he look older than 51? Like, how old is Eddie Murphy now? He's going to be pushing 60. Uh, how old is Eddie Murphy now? Now, right, right now. 59. So, yeah, you, you're pretty bang on there. So it's the same, well, it's the same as, I guess, when it when the first one came out, it was a older guy playing a 21-year-old. But I don't know. I just thought it was like, it's 30 because it's 30 because it's just a round number, but it actually... Because it, it's like 30, it's like, yeah, it's like 33, 34 years, isn't it? Hmm. So I guess it's kind of when you add that, like before it would have been like a 25-year-old player, 21-year-old. Now it's a... I don't know. 60. I feel like when you get past like 50 or something, it he's not playing, yeah. he's not an 80 year old playing a 50 year old. It's not that big no. of a gap. No. And plus like 60 is not that old anymore. Like when I, when I was a kid, 60 was like you on death's door. Yeah. Whereas now 60 is just like just an adult. That's Maybe true. we're getting older. I think that's probably it. Because we're 30, but we're not adults. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when I get to 59, I'll have it together. Yeah. Who knows? Okay, I'll try. Although maybe Eddie Murphy hasn't seen as he's, you know, 10 kids and various different relationships. I'm not. <laughs> if you ever listen to this, Eddie, um, I'm not coming down on you. you. You do you, man. Yeah, I mean. I don't think, I think he looks all right for his age, though. Yeah, I think there's a joke there somewhere that we're not allowed We're not going to make but... it. <laughs> we'd, make it. We'd make it on the other podcast, but not making it on this podcast. No. But. You know the joke. Just yeah. say it yourself, listeners. Um, so this film was like, you, you sent me a gif afterwards, which pretty much was exactly how I felt about it. It's just when you just sit there and you just blow your cheeks out a bit like... Yeah. Like, would this movie be anything without the original? No. But obviously, absolutely. it couldn't happen. It couldn't happen, but... You feel like if, if it was like... If they hadn't made the original and they were... Just it was Craig Brewer turned around to Eddie Murphy and was like, "Let's do another film um, where we do like a comedy, like a family, because it is family, like more so yeah. than the original." Because I think Definitely. that was a, that was a thing that the original in the states got like an R certificate, and this one's yeah PG thirteen, just like fifteen to twelve A kind of conversion over here. Which, I, I, to be fair, I don't think it lost anything for doing that. Ah, uh, see, I did think I've. Written down the question, I was thought to myself, would this have been better with an R rating? Like, if they could make different kinds of jokes, would it could it be improved? Possibly. I mean, I, the weird thing as well, obviously, is that this was originally going to come out uh, with Paramount. I think we're going to release it. 
Now, obviously, mm. they've gone in and made a PG-13 because you can get more people into a cinema that way. And yeah. the ironic thing is that because of COVID and that, they've just ended up selling it to uh, Amazon for going on Prime Video. And, like, it doesn't really matter, does it now? No. Like, really, age ratings kind of, unless... It feels like you've got two age ratings nowadays. You've got, this is for kids, this is not for kids. And that's... Like, yeah. kids, kids are not really going to enjoy this film, I don't feel like. No. I don't think... I don't think you necessarily enjoy this film if you hadn't seen the original either. I don't think you'd necessarily enjoy this film if you have seen the original. <laughs> I mean, this film is like, it's not memorable. I don't no, think. No, no. This is a nothing film. I mean, all of the like, best jokes in this film are the same jokes that were made in the first film. Hmm. Although credit where credit's due, I don't think it counts too much on the nostalgia or like retreading the same shit as I thought it was going to do. Uh, there's a few nods here and there. How much did you think it was going to do that? A lot more. <laughs> because, like, literally more. as well. And I, I think it helps that I'd seen them within a few hours of each other, probably. But the opening shot, where it goes through the jungle... It's literally the same. zooms in on the big white palace, is exactly the same. I was like... The huh. palace has changed. Slightly. Pal- but it has been 30 years. Yeah. Oh, there's a few nods here and there. But I don't think it's like... I thought it was going to be effectively the same story. The story in reality, different. it's like they're not going to America. They go there like twice. We should remember there's there's two in the title, but it's mainly set in Africa. I was going to say without, I guess at this point we should say that this is probably mostly going to be spoilers. Yeah, because all I've got to say about this film is like nods on different jokes. Yeah, and stuff. I don't yeah. have a. There's not much to say about this well, film. Most of my points are going to be the jokes from the film. So uh, save spoilers now for anybody who's not seen this, go away and have a think about if you actually want to see it and then come back. Um, yeah, just watch, just watch Coming to America twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we should do. The jokes for me, like, say, the best bits and the, the noticeable bits is, like, all the jokes from the original. So you say it doesn't retread it too much, but it's, like, immediately we'll get there and we're going straight to the barbershop and now they're talking about Floyd Mayweather instead of yeah, Cassius yeah. Clay or Muhammad Ali, like whatever. And it's just like, okay, I like that, but it was funnier when you did it before. <laughs> yeah. Now I've and then seen get, it. Yeah. And then he puts his disguise on as well. So maybe maybe they do just retread their old shit. Yeah. And the bit where he's like, oh, we can't be walking around in all of our finery. So he puts it on the exact same like outfit that he had in <laughs> yeah. the first one. And I'm, I'm wondering if, if there's anybody who's watching this who hasn't literally just seen the original, most of these jokes are just going to go way over your head. Yeah. Like, there's, like the bit where um, he meets Wesley Snipes, uh, who's from, who's, by the way, who's from Next Doria. <laughs> I didn't pick up on Did that. You know, the, no. the country next the country. <laughs> The next one over is called Next Doria, and I, I literally just head in hands at that point. I I quite like Wesley Snipe, Snipes in this. I don't think any of the cast are particularly bad. Yeah, so I, I just the, the bit where um, he introduces his sister again, who was the woman oh, that, that was he was amazing. supposed to marry, and she comes in hopping on one leg, barking like a dog. It's the last time we saw her. <laughs> yeah. in, I thought that it's was like, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that um, was good. Yeah, she I must be insane. Like, like <laughs> yeah. literally insane now. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. I thought um, I thought Wesley Snatch was really good in this. Yeah. Um, however, he felt like he was in a different film. He was just like way out there, sort of big cartoonish villain, like with his 
like and the jokes, the, yeah, the d- jokes about, like, well, yeah, don't get me started on the, well, do in a minute on the dancing <laughs> and everything, but the, the jokes about like how he's got child soldiers and everybody's got an AK 47. <laughs> I was a bit like, it doesn't really feel like something I should be laughing about these countries in Africa. That's not that funny. That, ha- that happens. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, but then he's like this kind of... Maybe he was was breaking the fourth wall. It's breaking character. He was just like, no, I've got them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, maybe. But then I just, I did sit there for a while going, I really like Wesley Snipes. I think I wished Wesley Snipes was in more things. Yeah, because I feel like he's a bad dude. Well, it was only a tax. He he, he went to jail, didn't he, for tax evasion or something. Evasion? Evasion? What's that joke from The Simpsons? Which one's the real one? <laughs> I should probably like read up on stuff before I start calling people out. Because I just, <laughs> yeah. I just like in the back of my mind vaguely remember something from I don't know, fifteen years ago. And, so like, far, you you've come out against Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes. Eddie Murphy because he likes children, and Wesley Snipes because he's tax man. He doesn't like children. <laughs> he has many children. <laughs> he hates them. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I did find it funny, like, his whole dancing swag thing. All of his troupe were just, like, mad dancers, and him included. I don't know what it was. We we're going to talk about all the funny bits, which is going to make this film sound good, but these are, like, 10-second bits in a I was gonna say, almost so two-hour movie. That bit worked for you, then, the dancing troupe thing. It, yeah, I don't know why. But I, something about it just made it kind of a little bit... I think it was because it was Wesley Snipes. Possibly. Because, like, one of my notes is... Too much singing and shit. There was there was one bit of the film quite early on where there's like three dancing routines in a row, where yeah. they're like trying to marry off. I'm like, I don't need the same thing over and over. I think over that was again. the point where I made that joke, that yeah. point. And it's like, it's just another dancing bit and another singing bit with like some kind of vaguely modern sounding song. And I'm like, I just don't give a shit. No, and we just this film could have been like 20 minutes less easily because yeah. <laughs> that they're, they're both quite long for a comedy film. Pushing mm. two hours, aren't they? Yeah. And it's weird on this one, like, the pacing seems well off on in this film. It felt like it was just... all over the place. Yeah. In the other one, you've got, like, the obvious... I mean, you're not really... There's not, nothing too shocking in it, but in the original, it was very much beginning, going to America, finding the person that he likes in America, that sort of middle bit, and then the end where he tries to get her to like him slash resolve the whole conflict. Mm. You know, it's a decent three-act structure. This one's kind of... He's in America, he's not in America, he's back and forth, and there's not really any consistency with, like, the storytelling, yeah. I found. And also, like, he doesn't learn anything from the first, like, well, not that he had anything to learn, because he was kind of in the right the whole way through the first one, in terms of, like, his his morals and what he wanted and the reasons why. There is the character betrayal, isn't there, where he turns into the arsehole, basically. Yeah. In this one, which uh, I guess they kind of had to do just... Just Eddie Murphy, just be glad that you're not in a Star Wars film because people would not like that. <laughs> There's, I, I think, again, like all the cast of mine, Lisa doesn't get enough play in this one. His wife. She doesn't, but I feel like I expected that. I don't know why, but just like going in, I felt like, and, and the same for, um, for James Earl Jones as well. I feel like I was, I was, very pleased that they got them back, but I didn't think they'd have much of a story with them. Yeah, but see, I wouldn't have done except, well, James Earl Jones, yeah, because, you know, he's 90. Yeah. So, you know, you get him for what you, for what you can get him for. Apparently, by the way, he didn't 
fly out to the same studio. All of his bits were shot separately. Really? He never actually filmed any scene with Eddie Murphy. That's done very well then. Yeah. I, I wouldn't so. have noticed. That is seamless. Um, it's not like a, the latest season of Arrested Development with what's the name? Lucille 2. Where she's just I haven't seen quite that. clearly in just, a green screen room. Really? It's just horrible. Yeah. Um, but no, see, if if Eddie Murphy had been coming to America again, then like him and Semi, you know, doing the thing, then I would have kind of expected the lack of Lisa, like probably the same amount of screen time as she had. Yeah. But considering but, it's mostly in Zamunda. Considering it's it is house and she lives there. And you know, she probably should have something more to say about it. Mm. But yeah. Also on casting, have you seen The Old Guard? Yes. Yes. Do you know, know where you're going? This. Yeah. Yeah. So Akeem, his eldest daughter is from The Old Guard. Yeah. Um, she's like the main character in it, isn't she? Yeah. Kiki Lane. She's also in um, If Beale Street Could Talk, which okay. is a film that came out from Barry Jenkins, so directed Moonlight. Um, that's a mm. very good film. Very different film, but very good. Yeah. So that's my recommendation for this podcast is don't watch Coming to America, watch If Beale Street Could Talk instead. <laughs> How old are the barbers? I mean, they were old in the last one, right? Yeah, they were like... They looked like 70s, 80s in the last one. Yeah. They've got to be touching 100 at least. <laughs> and they're all still there. They're all still working. Like, I know yeah. we always make jokes about when we're gonna never going to retire, but Jesus Christ. I mean, and these guys at one point make a joke that their their house is now worth millions of dollars because New York real <laughs> estate. Yeah. And plus, three out of four of them don't do any work. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit there. I mean, one of them, I guess, is a customer. The Jewish oh, yeah, guy? Maybe. Yeah. No, I figure he works there now. He's part of the part of the scenery. I guess. Where what else is he gonna do with his time? I think it's that kind of thing. Yeah. I would like I wish we had that here. Barbershops. Yeah. I know we got barbershops, but it's not the same, is it? No. You go to snips and they're like, all right, yeah, you're on X, what do you want? Yeah. Two all over. <laughs> Cheers. Right. Thanks. Out. 15 quid, mate. Pretty much. I want yeah. that, you know, sitting around, playing chess. I feel like that's probably not jokes. a thing in the vast majority of America either. Oh, I think it is. You reckon? If, if, if films, I've only seen them in films. Yeah. You're always like that in films, so. Films also where you can, like, like jump away from an explosion and be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's basically this and Soul that have taught me that this is what all barbershops are like. Also, did you know that, from films, I've learned that uh, you can look out of any window in Paris and you can always see the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> no matter which way the building's facing. Magical. Yeah. Um, I noticed in this film that there was a ridiculous amount of product placement. Now, I'm not stupid. I know that... No, these... it's, it's not McDonald's, so it's completely different. <laughs> but there was. I don't know if you noticed this. When they first get there and they get out of the taxi or whatever and there's just this like fills the screen massive in, in advert for McDonald's. It's like the one and only original or something like that. And yeah. it's, like, it's like when they're doing the advert for the McDowell's in Zamunda, it's like Pepsi, the only, you know, Pepsi's the best thing ever. Have a Pepsi. Yeah. And then just like, this is like, I'm not stupid. I know product placement goes on. It's in all the films because that's the only way films get made nowadays. But like, you can have it and then you can have it where it's throwing it in my face constantly. It's, it's almost Wayne's world. 
Oh, uh, but like at least Wayne's World did it for a joke. This didn't even like play off it. I mean, maybe the Pepsi bit did it a little, but like I mean, I get I get the McDonald's one because it's kind of like, look, we've got this this character that's a complete ripoff. So I feel like just doing McDonald's on its own kind of made me want to have a Big Mac. You didn't need to have the big ass McDonald's advert as well. I did come this close to getting a Mackey's for dinner today. Actually, that being Q. But I did. I saw the Q. I was like, no, I thought that. I've got to be yeah. back by one. Um, but yeah, it was I just. Do, I do and want then the, um, the necklace as well that she gets given. Oh, yeah. Like it's... a Bulgari or whatever it is necklace. It's just very much in your. I just. It felt constant to me in this one. I mean, like you say, I know that's just films in general nowadays, but comparing it to the 80s one where it's just a little bit more subtle. Yeah, just dialed off New York t-shirts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you notice the guy from WandaVision was in it? Uh, I'm going to say no, because which guy from WandaVision? Vision? Um, no, no, is um, one of his mates, one with a moustache. Oh, he's in okay. It. It, it turned, I think he's a taxi driver, but it turns out that the moustache is just his thing. It's, it, wasn't, it wasn't a WandaVision thing. He just has that thick moustache. One that looks like Ross. Yeah, another one. He looks like yeah. Ross with a big old... In, in case moustache didn't give it enough, give it away. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, as soon as you see him, all you're thinking is moustache, moustache, moustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. And then, so the story goes, he's got this bastard kid. I mean, I'd say bastard kid. You have done a lot, so, and I'm not editing that out. Bastard man. <laughs> <laughs> I might edit that out. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um... And yeah, so he's got this, he finds out he's got, because he basically, he's getting blagged by the general because only a, a a guy can be heir to the throne. And he, 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 for some reason he can't have, he's not getting boys. So the general's coming in, it's like, look, I'll give you my son to marry your daughter and then, you know, we'll share power kind of thing because patriarchy and all that. Broke of the peace, yeah. Yeah. But then he's got a, What's the, the monkey in Lion King called? Oh, Rafiki. Rafiki. He's got a Rafiki character that's like, no, I've had a vision. You got a you got a son from when you went to America. I did like that bit as well, where it's like, no, I, I remember that night. It's like, no, no sorry, mate, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <drug. laughs> um, it was, I thought it was a good way of putting it in. Yeah. It's like it wouldn't have made any sense. You like from watching the original, you're like, how can this be? Yeah, how can they, they do this story? Whereas I thought that was quite well done. That was uh, one of the funniest jokes as well. Was um, the pumpkin pie candle? <laughs> she wafts it underneath her. Yeah, <laughs> she's like smell. <laughs> um, did we? I mean, I don't want to get too serious about it, but did we kind of just brush over the, the fact that he got drugged and raped? I guess. Um. Yeah, we we it really because it never over really because then it's just like later on you're just fine with it. Yeah, bit weird. I'm just, I'm just gonna say. But it, well, it's it's different because it, it go along more the lines that he browned out. <laughs> yeah. So at okay. the time he was still aware and then forgot about yeah. it. More of a brown out than a. Although yeah. that maybe how, I don't know. I'm not getting into it, but it's not holding up in court. But no. And um, so, so yes, yeah, so he goes to meet his son, which is kind of brushed over quite quickly once they find out that he's rich. They go back over to. Zamunda, and um, he kind of has to earn the right to be the prince. He's got to go through all the uh, the rituals and the training that a prince would have. Yeah, and this is where it's just a bit all over the place. It's just in terms of like pacing, it's just 
hella boring. That's what you're trying to say, isn't it? Yeah, it's hella boring. There's a lion bit, which... Stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's not, Uh, like, completely out of the whack, I guess, with the original too much, but it was hmm. a bit ridiculous and you're a bit like, okay. Yeah, whereas the first one is pretty, like, left in the realms of possibility or, like, real world... There's, there's nothing too surreal or anything in there, is there? Yeah, and I, I feel like that's something that I picked up a lot, a lot on, is that the original, um, you're watching it, and obviously they go to America. It's all set in New York, in Queens or what have you. And uh, it very much felt like it was set, I, mean, I don't know if it was all filmed on location or they did one of those clever things where it's actually filmed in Toronto or whatever for money mm. reasons, but it was actually felt like you're in like a real world in New York. Yeah. In, whereas this all felt like it was all filmed on set in the palace or in the, the safari or whatever. And it all felt like this is filmed on a soundstage in Atlanta or, yeah, you know, just somewhere where they can film it dead cheap. And it didn't feel real at all. And I think that felt very... Yeah, no, I'll go with you on that. Um, so he comes over, he gets betrothed. He gets partnered up with the general's daughter, yeah. Who at first is like, yeah, she's banging, this is great. But then kind of has the same realisation that Eddie Murphy had in the first one, where it's like, I don't really want to be, you know, told who I've got to marry and falls in love with his hairdresser, which is fine, you know, because we've got enough the idea that Eddie's turned into his dad a bit and, you know. But that Laval, Laval's name is, and Marambe's the, the hairdresser. Yep. Their relationship doesn't have any time to develop, like, in the same way that the original did. Just like two scenes, isn't there, where she's like, I've got opinions. And he's like, well, that's the only person I've met that ever has opinions. <laughs> yeah. Because that was the other thing as well. I was like, he's, what, like 30, I guess? He looked yeah. at. Yeah, so, he's got to be 30. He's got to be 30, yeah, or 29. Oh, that- yeah, that's it. Yeah, because that's one of the things. It's his 30th birthday at the start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he basically, he's got his mum, who is Leslie Jones. Who's fine in it, actually. Who's good. Yeah, and his uncle, which is Tracy Morgan. And I felt mm-hmm. like they were only really kept in the film because it was Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan. There's yeah. not really any reason for them to be there. No. Other than that... They, I, got... they try and play uh, the one he slept with versus his wife, that awkwardness, but... Again. Never really... Never really works. No. She's kind of played off as the fish out of water for laughs moments as well that we got in the mm. first one, but where she says, like... Why is your mash black and the like? Oh, yeah, it's caviar, stuff like that. Yeah, and it's just okay. I, yeah, I just felt like they were only really in there because it was them characters, and there was not really any reason for them to be in the film. No, Tracy Morgan adds nothing to it. Not really. He sort of he shows up as well, but then it's like, why is this guy not got any other friends? He's just yeah. quite happy to just disappear off to Africa and, and like nobody else is that bothered that he's gone other than his mum and his uncle. I was like, maybe that's how it is. And then I feel sorry for the guy. So maybe he really yeah. was, maybe he got no actual human connections and that's why the first person <laughs> that actually showed any emotion towards him was this hairdresser and he fell in love with her immediately. <laughs> maybe. Water, watertight plot, actually. I think, yeah, I think you're wrong, Liam. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the same that happened to Lisa in the first one. I had the same questions, like just moves to Africa, Aside from a family, no one. I mean, at least she did have a boyfriend, though. I mean, who who was the arsehole? And, like, she did have some friends and stuff. At least he kind of went to her rather than just plucking her straight from New York and bringing her to Africa and then making her. Okay, yeah, fair. 
Yeah, you're right. I know. This is a flawless movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, but I still I see your point in like it's just a bit weird. I thought. Yeah. But yeah, but th- but that relationship, going back to it, just doesn't doesn't have anywhere near the same impact that the first one did because I don't care about either of the characters really, but certainly not about Marambe because aside from like you said, she's got the odd opinion. She's not a three-dimensional character in any way, shape, or form. No, I mean, none of them are. Nobody really is in this. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. the thing. Like the only three-dimensional characters are characters from the original and Mika, uh, Akeem's mm-hmm. eldest daughter. Yeah, yeah. Who she's kind of is rounded into a proper character. Yeah. But that's the thing as well. So it tries to tell this story of him and his his bastard son and trying to get him to come over and become the prince. But then it's also trying to tell the story of, oh, he's already got the princess there and she's actually a proper character and she can fight for herself and do her own things and, you know. Has opinions. and Yeah, it's basically what he's been looking for all along. It's just she's a girl. And you can see the ending coming from like 10 miles. Yeah. That's not a bad thing necessarily. But it's just like, it felt like they were trying to tell both of these stories at the same time and it never quite manages properly to do either. No. I don't know. That's just the, the way I uh, I felt about it. And one of the jokes in particular is between Lavelle, isn't it, this son? Yeah. And the hairdresser that I've already forgotten the name. Mar- Marambe. Yeah. And they go off and it's like the second scene where they get to know each other, maybe. But they, they, And he makes a joke about... He made a joke about getting a, together to make a sequel 30 years later that's not needed and no one's going to like. And it's sort of like yeah. where they've gone, they've gone, oh yeah, we know, we know what we're doing, kind of thing. <laughs> but you can't just make that joke and then me me go, oh well, they know what they're doing. That makes this fine film perfectly acceptable. Yeah. No, no, that's not how it works. You can't just make that joke and then the film's okay. Yeah. Just bullshit. It's like I'm nodding a wink, but they're just winking at themselves because no, yeah. no and everyone's one, going, yeah. No one likes this enough to be like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Not, it's, oh, no, it's not good. I'll tell you who is quite good in it. It's James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones, yeah. Um, but like I say, I guess it's he's like 90 and he has two scenes yeah. right at the beginning. And I was like, I, at first I was like, oh, he's doing really well for himself. And then it's just like, they write him out pretty quickly. I was like, oh. <laughs> but he literally, he's, he's like, he literally says he wants his own funeral. He yeah, wants to see his funeral. He wants it to be amazing, which is fine. And then he's like, right, I'm dying now. And then, like, goes straight to Murphy, goes back and just head dead in the coffin. Yeah, it was so like it was like Poochie died on his way to his back to his home planet, wasn't it? it was just, yeah. I'm gonna die now, and that's it, he's done. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, shit film, don't watch it. I think that's the uh, that's the sum up. I mean, it's not without it's there are some bits that are quite it's not the worst film I've ever seen, it's not the least funny film I've ever seen, but it's just it's not memorable at all. Like, no. I, I kind of wish we'd done this. Was it Thursday we both watched it? Yeah. Just so I could remember more stuff about it, because it's it's just, I said it at the start, it's nothing, this film. I, 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 I think this is one that I watch a lot of films over, or a lot of things over and over again. I will never watch this again. No. I don't imagine anyone will, really. I don't imagine anybody's going to be like, anyone's going to turn it off. I <laughs> 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 might. <laughs> I just don't think anyone was going to turn around and go, yeah, that, 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 that's the one. I'll watch that again. 
<laughs> Imagine someone watching this instead of the first one by choice. No, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. At the end of the day, I think they just made it because they could and they wanted to get a bit more money. And I guess it worked. God knows that Amazon are pushing it at the minute so everyone will watch it. Fucking hell, it's like card after card after card on it, isn't it? It's just... I think, I because sometimes like Amazon will play like a trailer for a film when you put a film on. Yeah. I think I actually got a trailer for this film when I put this film on. <laughs> That's how bad Amazon are pushing it at the minute. I, like, I know, I'm trying to watch it. Fuck off. I should have known after watching the trailer that you'd seen enough. It's like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard that song enough times as well. <laughs> the I'm a King song. Anyway, have you got any more notes? I don't. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said it already, but the bouncing dog joke was funny. Yeah. And just came back in. Probably probably one of the best jokes. Up there with the Floyd Mayweather being the boxer this time around. Yeah. One of the only times I actually laughed. No, thank God. I've got nothing else to say about this film. <laughs> um, Move on to our ratings then. What, uh, out of five? Oh, is two too high? I give it a two. It's, uh, my initial feeling was two. I think, did we give Wally's Wonderland, Willie's, what is, what is that film called? Uh, I think I give that a two and a half. I think you give that a two. Okay. It's, yeah, two then. I th- in my head, I thought I'd give him that a two, put two and a half. Maybe you did. So, Maybe I talked you around. I don't know. Is this a worse film than that? That film was pretty bad. No, I'm sticking with two. I'm sticking with two because I think it's difficult to judge them two together because they're so different. Very different. If he turned around to me, gun to my head now, and said, you've got to watch one of these two again. I'd watch Wonderland. I'd pick Willie's Wonderland again, I think. It's shorter, if anything else. So there's <laughs> yeah, that. If nothing else. <laughs> it's got that going for it. Yeah. Well, um, well, what's the worst comedy ever made? Uh, you needed to give me more time to prepare for this. <laughs> well, I'm just, uh, I'm assuming some, whatever it is, this is better than that. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna, you, you're never gonna watch this again. But at the same time, I feel it's not like a family you... comedy, though, is it? Like, it, sorry, so carry on. I was just, just getting mad at it. You're gonna, you're gonna have watched this and gone, well, that was, it was okay. Two hours. It was, yeah, it was two hours. I'm never gonna watch it again. I'm not gonna recommend it to anyone. But I don't feel like I've really wasted my time. Maybe. Mm. By the way, the uh, the worst comedy of all time is obviously the wrong Messi. You're wrong. That's such a good film. Let's do that. Let's, let's do that. Or maybe Tiptoes. <laughs> oh, Tiptoes. Was tip, I can't remember. We, we watched it. Was Tiptoes a comedy? <laughs> I mean, I laughed. Funny. But... Yeah. This isn't a family film. Like, it's not R-rated. Yeah, this is a weird thing, I think. like because Because all the bits that are funny are all related to the previous film, which you can't watch with your kids. No, if you'd seen the, the first one, which... You're only watching this one if you've seen the first one and liked it. But you yeah. probably know that that film isn't suitable for... Well, depending on the age. I, I saw it when I was pretty young, but it was a different time back then. Yeah. In the 90s. Um, that's not suitable for kids, really. So you you would naturally assume that this one's not going to be suitable for kids. And even if it is suitable for kids, why would you show them? Because they're not going to get half the stuff. Because of the first... like Exactly. It's such a weird decision to do that. But I think there was a lot of weird decisions that were going into making this film anyway. Number one, we decided to make this film. Weird, weird decision. Why would you do that? 
there's a lot of weird decisions that went into deciding to review it, let alone fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on, Liam, I'm putting this finger in. Liam was holding the mirror the entire time. Sure. <laughs> um, what's, what's up next? What is up next? Have we, is, is the next one the big one? The next one, I think, is the big one. Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> We've got a week. Less than. Oh, my God, is that right? Okay, I mean, you, we, it might be a bit delayed because it's going to take me longer to watch that one. I feel like you got to do it in one sitting. You got to do it in one sitting. Aside from stretching the legs at the interval, intermission. Is it in, which one is it? One of them. Intermission, I think. Yeah. So, in case um, you haven't guessed, yeah, the next one is Zack Snyder's Justice League, aka the Snyder Cut. We'll we'll get into it next time. I feel like that's going to be a long ass episode as well. Yeah. Yeah, you thought One Division was bad. Oh my god, what are we doing <laughs> to ourselves, Liam? I'm, I'm already regretting my decision, and now we've committed it to podcast. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm excited, but also not because I know that I've come to the real for like a month. I, I think in my head, I thought without watching too much that's been released for it, maybe this could be good. But I've been I've the come same. Back to I've... thinking that I don't think it's going to be very good. I've watched the trailer and gone. Oh no, what am I doing? <laughs> I've decided to watch this. Four hours is so long. The weird thing is, but... we've watched four hours in preparation for this. Did we just watch two coming to America films? And yet. Yeah, but at least half of that was good. <laughs> <laughs> this could be all shit. It's going to be two more hours than we're going to get for this one. Yeah. Right then. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to that for the next time out, whenever that is. We still haven't got a sign off, have we? We have, we have we nailed it last time, but I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> I don't think we did. Did we not? Um, well, we have socials you can follow us on. You can follow us on Twitter at LTANpod. You can email us at let's talk about nothing pod at gmail.com. Is that right? Yep. Nailed yep. it. Nailed it. And we now have a YouTube channel as well, which is Let's Talk About Nothing, where at least one video will be live at the time of listening to this. There might even be a, a snippet from this show. We'll You'll know if you search for it. Yeah, yeah, they'll know, they'll know by now. Yeah, and then as we say at the end of every episode, bye. Cut. That's a wrap. That's what we say. I like it. That's because it's topical. It's LinkedIn. Nice. And meals and bye. Bye. <laughs>